Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Here we are. We're together. It's so exciting. We took last week off because Dedeker was feeling under the weather, but we're all healthy. Mm-hmm. We're happy, and we're here together, which is really great. I That's something that doesn't happen that often, and when yeah. it does, it's such a wonderful treat. Yeah. Yeah, we've all gathered this weekend for the solemn occasion that well, I'm just going to say it's for my birthday because my birthday is next week. So that's kind of what I've been telling myself is the reason we're all getting together. <laughs> well, and I gave you presents, so it mm-hmm. definitely is for your birthday. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yes. Yeah, I already got my standard issue birthday flu out of the way mm. last week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got to have those. It's how yeah. you strengthen the immune system for the coming year, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you it's, go. As your body is releasing go. the last few years and mm. getting ready to take on one <laughs> right, more, right. That's, it's a purging. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amazing. That's great. I'm trying to remember what happened. I know that the two of you said that we're getting closer and closer to to the the Jesus death. The Jesus what death. Did they call it? The res- yeah. not the resurrection because we haven't even he hasn't even died yet. The crucifixion. That's you got it. it. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. He um, there were more I, there were there were yes. parables. He did the weird parable about like a king who was inviting people to the wedding feast and got really angry when like his friends wouldn't show up and then like invited a bunch of random people and then the one guy who didn't show up in wedding clothes, I think he killed him. Oh wow. Pretty sure he killed him. him in jail or something. Yeah. 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 yeah it was a weird story that didn't <laughs> Make any and then sense. was last was last yeah. time also the story of like the laborers where yes some laborers had been there all day long and then some showed up at, in the last few hours of the day but they both got paid the same amount and the the owner was basically like tough titties oh that's how it goes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> sometimes like I swear the things that come out of Dedeker's mouth on this show. <laughs> are way more intense than anything that I ever hear come out of her mouth any other time. It's like this show brain. But the Bible and Jesus bring it out of you. The Bible brings it out of me, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, yes. John Dolph in the chat, I just want to say thank you for mentioning this, John Dolph. Yes, Jason, I celebrated our 10-year anniversary this last week. Amazing. Yes. That's really something. Another solemn occasion. um, That that our relationship's really been blessed, I would say. (laughs) Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And just like they taught me when I was growing up in Sunday school, that if I don't have sex before I get married, Whoops. Um, then the Lord will bless me with a with a good marriage. Uh, yep. yep. <laughs> and that's exactly so, how it went down. None of that happened? Yep. Yeah, not is. a bit of that happened. Can I, I really wanted to talk about this baptism that I was invited mm, to right, um, last right. week because I got the lowdown from the woman who was having the baptism and invited me to it. It was a woman that I- She was go- the one being baptized. Correct. Okay. And now she's like 23, young, young woman, very young woman. Um, but I asked her about it because unfortunately, I was not unfortunately, I had a great time. I was in Tucson last weekend. And so I unfortunately missed this baptism, but I did want to hear about it and hear a little bit more about her. So she was non-denominational evangelical Christian, which kind of sounds more in the realm of like what y'all are mm-hmm. or were or, rather. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. And like what my my partner is was my family yeah. went to more denominations in my life than Dedekers okay. did. She was always in okay. kind of a You're pretty much always Nazarene. the The Christian school that okay. I went to was attached to a non denominational evangelical free church, but I did not attend that church. Got it. Okay. Right. So for me, growing up, we went to more of like the standard Protestant ones, but we switched around a lot. So like we went to a Lutheran church for a while, a Presbyterian church, a Methodist church. So we moved a lot. And so it would kind of be whichever church 
my parents found that they liked. However, my baptism was at a non-denominational church. So I guess, okay. I, I guess I've got that going for me. <laughs> got it. Okay, yeah. Um, and I was a little surprised about this baptism happening like so late in her life comparatively. So I asked her, you know, did you not get baptized as a young person? And she's like, oh no, I did. But it was at camp and I really was just wanting to get in the water because I was hot. <laughs> <laughs> which I found hilarious. Love and that. The, you know, yes, love that. And then she said, you know, and now this time I really believe in Jesus and I and I'm being saved by Jesus and I want everybody mm. to know. And so that's why I'm inviting, you know, all my coworkers okay. and all of these people because Jesus is saving me. And also she said that there this church like believes that the Bible is like the word of God and that everything in it is it's true. A fundamentalist. I guess. I was like, what? That? Have you read it? <laughs> I don't think you've read it. I don't know that you have. Um, so that was interesting and news to me. And also just that, yeah, that last time she got baptized, she just wanted to get in a body of water because she was hot. And now she's doing it for real. So good for her. I mean, I get that. There it was, was very a, interesting. There was a time when I really wanted to be old enough to have communion so I could have a snack midway through the service. So I get it. I, I can understand. <laughs> wow. Oh, see, my okay. church didn't have any age restrictions on taking communion. This one didn't oh. either, but my mom wouldn't let us do it until we kind of knew what it meant. Really? It's like we we kind of had to respect okay, it enough. That's, and the fact I that I fair. said kids get hungry during church too told her <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> so. I will say that the first time I ever took communion, yeah, my mom tried to describe to me what it was. And I think all I heard was, we're going to get some food during the service. That's really <laughs> exciting. And I remember, I remember just for some reason, I was expecting fried chicken specifically. That was in my brain. Really? It was like, really? they're going to pass around some fried chicken. It's going to be great. I always get hungry in the middle of the service. I'm so excited. That's what you thought communion was? Yes. If I don't think my were. mom did a good job explaining it or else I didn't listen. It's also, it could, or could be both, mm. right? I was probably it's like the little. It's the little wafers, right? That are like basically tasteless. Yes, imagine my disappointment when I was expecting fried chicken. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So it's not always wafers. Um, we should clarify oh, that. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mine yeah, was those little chiclets. <laughs> was those little chiclets? Yeah. Little <laughs> like, like an actual. Like no, I've, not a, not an actual chiclet. Um, like a little chiclet-shaped piece okay, of nothing. Yeah. Imagine you took like a loaf of white bread. You took a slice of white bread and you peeled off the crust, so it's just the bread, and you squished it down into the size of a tiny, like one centimeter long pellet. Like and a then cracker, you, like a cracker. And then you pellet. dried that out, so it's this tiny little, like chiclet-sized, dry chunk of bread. Yeah, that's one of the options. That is gross. I also went to some yeah. churches that did the wafers, and I also went to some yeah. churches that actually had real bread that they ripped up and then had it in. That the little sounds baskets. more fun. It was the most fun of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But just how some churches have actual wine, and others just have grape juice. You know, there's. There's a variety. Yeah, there was one it, time, because yeah. I remember my, my paternal grandmother went to a Lutheran church, I believe. And there was one time I went to church with her and mm. they did communion and it was with real wine and it was everyone drinking off the same cup like the Catholics yeah. do it. And I remember I was probably about 10 or something and being disgusted. Yeah, I bet. <sighs> I bet. But I thought in the Lutheran church, you would need to be confirmed before you would do communion though. Yeah, so I didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. You were disgusted for them. I see. I was disgusted it. watching it. it happen. Got it. Okay. Okay. I would be yes. disgusted by that also. Yes. Yeah, no, I went to a Catholic church with my friend James, and so that was a bunch of wafers. And I think maybe they were all drinking out of the same cup, too, but I didn't really notice or care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was anyway. a fun trip down memory lane for you all. I, I like this regular this regular segment yeah. of like Emily's encounters with Christianity out in the wild. Yeah. And it's just going to happen more because I am about to go back to Hong Kong oh, and there's the, a lot of Christian Disney princesses. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I just saw one of the Disney princesses, you know, it said like princess 
you know, lover of wine and animals. And then it said, saved by Jesus. This is on her like Facebook profile. I, see. I was like, okay. oh, okay. Got okay. it. Yeah. Got right. it. Yeah. All right. Fun times. <laughs> uh, do you have any fun trivia for us today, Jace? Um, I do, but I'm going to save it till I tell us what oh. we're going to read because it's related okay. to what we're going to read today. Okay. Should we do drinks first? Yes. What What are you drinking, Dedeker? Because Jace and I are drinking the same thing. Oh, I'm having just a little splash of vodka and a nice yuzu-flavored sparkling water. Very nice and refreshing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I went to the store and got us, because you had some Campari, Jace, and so I ran over to the liquor mm-hmm. store and got us some Prosecco and some sparkling water, and I made us some Campari spritzers, which are the much more bitter version of the Aperol spritz, which is often drank drunk in Italy. It's very Drink, good. Drinked is the correct. Drinked? I, yes. I always thought it was Dr- drinked. It's drinken. Drinken also. That depends Drunk. on the dialect. Drinken is also good. <laughs> drinken. Mm-hmm. It gets drinken in Italy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so the story that I wanted to tell you, the little piece of trivia, is not about trivia in the Bible time, but rather okay. in the ancient modern times. And by ancient, I mean before the pandemic. Oh, this was back in... 2013 through 15. That's a million years ago. I know, right? That's why I said the ancient times, ancient modern times. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I was looking up our reading for today. And as I do, I pull up the message Bible translation. So I have that on hand. And his chapter title for chapter 22 jumped out. uh, Or sorry, not 22. What are we on? 23. 23. His title is Religious Fashion Shows. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, huh, I don't remember the story of Jesus and the fashion show. <laughs> and the religious fashion show. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And, but this inspired me to look that up and say, what if I just Google religious fashion shows? Is this a is this a thing, right? Well, the Met, the Met Gala was once like a, it, I, one of the themes was called Heavenly Bodies. Right, when, wasn't it when Beyonce dressed up as the Pope? Or who was it? Maybe Rihanna? I don't know. Yeah, somebody <laughs> did. Yeah, and it, probably Rihanna. But yeah, everybody had, you know, very biblical-themed gear, outfit stuff. Yeah. Gear, outfit but stuff, But biblical yes. fashion shows. <laughs> yes. Biblical fashion shows? What was that about? Or religious fashion shows? Yeah. Right, so what I discovered is a website called christianfashionweek.com. And... To let you know about kind of how old this site is, it is not secured with HTTPS security like all websites should be. Um, so, you know, don't enter your credit card information there. What I found out is that this is yeah. something that was started in 2013 to try to do a fashion week that's all centered around Christian values and and all of that. And what's interesting is that... Yeah, I'm looking at the website. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating. They're talking about like ethical production of stuff. I'm like, that's cool. Okay, yes. Using natural resources well, you know, ethical labor practices, stuff like that. But one of their kind of key things on their front page is about essentially in a very subtle roundabout way saying like, we're okay with showing some skin and maybe a little bit of cleavage in the right context. And we're not going to try to be legalistic or too traditionalist about this. This contextual modesty is what they're calling it. Contextual modesty. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So around like your husband. Well, who knows, right? So this is about fashion week. Okay. And so I think they're kind of trying to say, hey, don't worry. It's not going to be boring, like shameful fashion, I guess. However, here's what I learned. They launched it in 2013, did a fashion week. They did it in 2014. And then for 2015, they created a GoFundMe to raise $10,000 to do it again in 2015. And I checked their GoFundMe and they only made it to 2000 uh-huh. But I did find videos on YouTube of 2015 Christian Fashion Week and then nothing else from them on YouTube, on their Facebook, on any of their groups, anything. So it seems like after 2015, they did this very low budget $2,000 Fashion Week and then never again. And I watched... Got it. This video, or rather skimmed around through this hour-long video of the runway show from Christian Fashion Week. An hour of runway? An hour of runway, yes. It was multiple designers, it looks like. Yeah, like different collections. Yeah. Okay. And I will say, when I thought Christian Fashion Week and what I imagined to see, I was not disappointed. 
<laughs> the, the least skin I've ever seen at a fashion show. Very covered up. Very modest. I think the men's I'm watching fashion, a lady. I've seen a lady right now where you can see her knees. How dare. Right. There's knees. <laughs> some every now and then. Some shoulders. Sure. A little bit of that. What was cracking me up, and Emily was asking me what I was laughing at because I was watching this in the other room in preparation, <laughs> is when it got to the men's fashion. Oh, boy. And we're talking like a guy walks out in jeans and a polo shirt. Oh, no. And I was like, really? Really? That's no. the best? There, there were what some, is he going as? Yeah. Some, some were Here, wearing scarves. I'm conventional dad. Yeah. From, <laughs> yeah, from Methodist United or whatever uh-huh. church. Okay. There were some men with scarves, which was about as adventurous as the men got with fashion, or at least the designers wow. got with their men's fashion. But anyway, I just cracked up watching this, being like, yeah, yeah. It's because, yeah. It's like, who's your audience? It's like, if it's the more fundamental Christian people, they're going to be turned off by the fact that you would say it's okay to show any skin uh, or, or anything that's not modest or maybe just the whole concept they wouldn't be about. And then anyone who actually likes fashion is going to say this isn't good fashion. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of this weird, like... Who is this so that's for? Why they made no money. Yeah, they made a yeah. thing for an audience that doesn't exist, I think is my, my read on the situation, <laughs> at least. So anyway, without further ado, I do want to let us get to this reading here so we can learn about... Oh. Jesus going to a fashion show, I guess. All right, yeah, let's find out. Yes. Cool. All right, so today we are reading the story of Jesus and the religious fashion shows. (laughs) As we read the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 23 and 24. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's Matthew chapter 23. Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sat on Moses' seat. All things, therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, observe and do, but don't do their works, for they say and don't do. Mm. What? Uh, So this is a little bit of like, don't follow their example. Do as they say, not as they do, kind of. Yeah, yeah. For they bind heavy burdens that are grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to help them. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad, enlarge Whoa, what's that? the fringes of their garments, if you know what I mean. Well, these are the fashion shows. <laughs> I think this is them fashion showing. Oh, okay. Sorry, what was that word that you said that confused us? Phylacteries. 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 That's a great word. Do we know what it means? No, Uh, I thought maybe Dedeker did because she just sailed past it like she uses it every day in sentences. It's the the tefillin, the, um, you know, the Jews like tie. Oh yeah, the boxes. The boxes. The the boxes boxes. that you tie to your forehead. The kippah? Yeah. Forehead and like your wrist. Oh no, a kippah's back here. Yes. The yarmulke. Yeah, it's a little box on your forehead that has... uh, Scriptures, like prayers, prayers written on paper. Verses from the it. Torah. Oh, I've never, I've never heard of this. Right, verses yeah. from cool. the Torah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. You know the box thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they make their phylacteries broad, enlarge the fringes of their garments, and love the place of honor at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues. Oh, I see. It's like so their phylactery on their forehead is huge. like huge, like bejeweled probably. It's got like diamonds <laughs> on it. It's like they're, wow. they're making a spectacle of it, about mm-hmm. how holy I they see. are. That's mm-hmm. okay. Cool, cool, cool. Mm. Fashion shows. Uh, the salutations in the marketplaces to be called rabbi, rabbi by men. But don't you be called rabbi for one <laughs> is your teacher, the Christ, and all of you are brothers. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just, okay. just looking at the message here. And talks about them, you know, preening in their radiance and blah, blah, blah. But one of the things he says they do is receiving honorary degrees and getting called (laughs) doctor. 
or Reverend. Whoa. Like, okay. Is this, is this some of the conservative beef. anti-intellectual yeah. sentiment uh-huh. creeping in here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so, Dedeker. Mm-hmm. I think he hit the nail oh, on the no, head. I, th- I, I read this as pro-intellectual. I think this is really? Eugene saying like, I actually went to school and got a PhD and these people who are celebrities go out and get honorary degrees and then expect you to call them doctor. I think that's okay. what right. upset about. Okay. That's okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Call no man on the earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Neither be called masters, for one is your master, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you will be your servant. Wait, wait. I just want to like... It sounds like they're talking about God, but then also talking about the Christ, which to me is Jesus. But then does this get into that whole like triforce, trifecta, man, body, spirit thing? (laughs) The Trinity. Guy in the sky, the Trinity. Yeah, not to be confused with the atom bomb blowing up thing. Whoa, what? Wait, what? Emily, the way your brain works sometimes. Sorry, we just saw Oppenheimer again, my mom and I. Is there a triforce in Oppenheimer? No, the, it was called the Trinity, the the like test for blowing up the bomb for the first time. The, the oh, atom bomb test was called Trinity. Okay. And he did it okay. because of God and stuff, I'm assuming. Uh, okay. Huh. okay. All, All right. right. Yeah. Cool. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses. And as a pretense, you make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you don't enter in yourselves, neither do you allow those who are entering in to enter. <laughs> okay. Huh. Oh, what? boy. What, what verse number was that? <laughs> 14. I got lost. <laughs> 14. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, you've only made it to oh, 14? It boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, got yeah. it, got it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, and drink for repetition at this point. Mm, yes, mm, yes. Cool. Happily. Mm-hmm. This drink is delicious, by the way. I told you. I can make you another one. I have enough. Okay. For you travel around by sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he becomes one, you make him twice as much of a son of Gehenna as yourselves. <laughs> He's a real son Woe. of Gehenna, if you know what I mean. Woe to you, <laughs> you blind guides who say... Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obligated. What does that mean? Well, you blind fools, for which is greater, the gold (laughs) or the temple that sanctifies the gold? Dedeker is refusing to engage in any conversation (laughs) about this. I don't know. She's like, the word speaks for itself. I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers. (laughs) She doesn't know. She just doesn't want to say that she doesn't know. Yeah. Whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obligated. I think this is implying that the Pharisees are kind of saying your allegiance and prayers mean nothing unless you back it up with sacrifice or by contributions to the temple. Okay. That's how I'm interpreting this. Yeah, I read it more as that they put more value on valuables rather sure. than on yeah. God. And so, yeah, yeah, same same kind of idea, same, but more... Those people that are doing a shame on you. I, I, I saw it more in an abstract way of just that they value those things over value and commitments to God. But yeah, same same idea. He's basically saying okay. that they're too capitalist. Mm-hmm. 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 You blind fools, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? He, therefore, who swears by the altar, swears by it and by everything on it. He who swears by the temple, swears by it and by him who was living in it. He who swears okay. by heaven, swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin. And now very helpfully, (laughs) hold on. Okay, let's just pause and let that sit for one second. Wait. For you tithe mint, dill, and cumin. And now very helpfully, Uh for those of you who have no idea what cumin is. Who've never used it in your life, which is... Amazing. Uh, the translators have included a parenthetical note explaining that cumin is an aromatic seed from cuminum siminium. Oh, so helpful. Resembling caraway in flavor and appearance. It is used as a spice. Thank you. What? Wait, sorry. Who? Who's accusing of using mint and cumin and 
What the was Pharisees the and scribes, mint, dill, and cumin. You tithe mint, dill, and cumin. Sounds great. I would mix that into like a little yogurt sauce and like dip a pita into it. Yeah, Sounds that's great. really, that's an interesting blend. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It does sound very Mediterranean. I feel like we should try it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're growing some mint right now. And we have a we lot have of mint. some dried mm. dill. We should get that fresh dill from Dwayne's. I don't think we have any cumin. I'm sure you, you don't have any cumin? No, we have cumin. We got cumin seeds. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll try to figure it out and we'll let you all know if you could. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> For you tie the mint, dill, and cumin and have left undone the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. But you ought to have done these and not to have left the other undone. You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Boy, oh boy. Oh, what? Wait, what? What? Straining oh, okay. out a gnat, do do like out of your, you're like, oh no, there's a gnat in my milk. I don't want to swallow that, but I'll swallow a camel. I don't know who you would do that. You know, that classic. But cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you, That's where I thought you were because it, it's it the same thing. Over over. It's the same yeah. thing. I know. For you know. clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and unrighteousness. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the platter, that the outside of it may become clean also. Sorry, is Jesus talking here? Is he's this still Jesus? talking. He's, he's yeah. going off. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, For you are like whitened tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but inwardly are full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Isn't that every tomb? I think that would be every tomb, yes. Yeah. I guess, yeah, by definition, they would be full of dead men's bones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Hmm. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the tombs of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we wouldn't have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Okay. I'm going to hand it off now. This is where I'm supposed to, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to pick it up. Here we go. We're on 31. Therefore, you testify to yourselves that you are children of those who killed the prophets. What? Okay. Keep going. Fill up then the measure of your father's. You serpents, you offspring of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of Gehenna? Therefore, behold, I send you to prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the, all the righteous bloodshed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Barakiah, whom you killed between the sanctuary and the altar. Why is he so mad? Yeah, I mean... What does Eugene have to say? Tell me which verse. I, I, I like, was like 35 and it's 36. It's so different in Eugene. That Oh, okay. It's so different. I've had a hard time following. Well, Eugene's talking about some freaking fashion show and stuff. Well, he's so. moved on from the fashion show. He had a mid-chapter oh, okay. title partway through this. So, yeah. uh, let's see. Oh, 30, what was that? Uh, the mid-chapter title is Frauds! Whoa. Exclamation point. Uh, let's see here. Let me read 35. So 35 is, you can't squirm out of this. Every drop of righteous blood ever spilled on this earth, beginning with the blood of that good man, Abel, right down to the blood of Zechariah, Barakia's son, whom you Deep murdered cuts. at his prayers Barakia. on your head. Gosh, All this, I'm telling you, is coming down on you, your generation. Yeah. Why is he like, he sounds like an old dude who's like, you're the worst generation ever. <laughs> he does a little bit, yeah. <laughs> kind of. And he's not even that old. He's like 33 at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Um, Most assuredly, I tell you, all these things will come upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones, those who are sent and stones those who are sent to her. How often would I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, and you would not? Okay. Behold. I have what? a request to read that verse from the Tyndale version here. Oh, please. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest prophecies and stonest the which are sent to thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, as the henna gathereth her chickens under her wingies, but ye would not. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh my it goodness. beautiful. Cross stitch that Lord. under a pillow. Her wingies. <laughs> her wingies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're almost done with this chapter. Behold, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me from now on until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, I feel like I've heard people say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, and that's and that's the end of that chapter. Wow. Oh, that's, that's it. it. Wow, that's okay. It. Well, so we only, Emily's going to keep reading, but we only have one other chapter. So, so I guess we should take a, take a break. break. Yeah, yeah, a little break. Take a quick break, a break so that everyone can fill your drinks. I see someone just walked into the live show. Welcome. Uh, go fill your drink and join us for the second half of this episode uh, in a few minutes here. But before we do that, we want to talk about some quick ways to support the show if you enjoy it. And that is just tell your friends. Bring them all down. Bring them all down to the live shows. Listen to down. it in the car. Blast it from this, your stereo. Open all your windows. Play it real loud. Whatever it is, get all your friends involved in the show. And then if you want to become a supporter of the show, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash study. And uh, there you can become a parishioner. And as a thank you for that, we have things like uh, early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's beautiful drink recipes, and of course, our undying love and our wingies. Our, we'll, we'll hold you as our chickies under our wingies. And we're back. Let's do this. We're back into 24. Jesus went out from the temple and was going on his way. His disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, don't you see all of these things? Most assuredly, I tell you, there will not be left here one stone or on another that will not be thrown down. Boy, what is he talking about? He's very irritable right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is. Uh, is he talking about the temples themselves? Maybe. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's the message. Oh. Jesus then left the temple. As he walked away, his disciples pointed out how very impressive the temple architecture was. And he's like, oh. Like they were trying to change the subject. They're <laughs> like, Ooh, that was intense, dude. <laughs> this architecture though, right? It's so cool. Jesus said, you're not impressed by all this sheer size, are you? <laughs> oh and, boy and uh-huh. size as it were <laughs> the word size is italicized even he's like really Whoa, leaning really, into that wow yeah the gosh. truth of the matter is that there's not a stone in that building that's not going to end up in a pile of rubble jeez so i mean how does he know right. can he like tell the future something's going on here yeah he's just pissed <laughs> as he sat on the mount of olives oh yeah what? yeah the mount of olives Mm-hmm. You know this? Mm-hmm. You know, have we been in a Mount of Olives before? Yeah. It's one of you his mean, Olive Garden. Spots. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. He and the disciples all get together at the Olive Garden. They got it. Okay. There. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. The disciples came to him privately, saying, "Tell us when will these things be? What is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age?" Jesus answered them, "Be careful that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you aren't troubled, for all this must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, plagues, and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are the beginning of birth pains. <laughs> what does he know about birth pains? <laughs> <laughs> I drink, uh, drink for men co-opting right? labor pains. Uh, sure. Yeah, again. Yeah, classic. That's a classic mm-hmm. one. Then they will deliver you up to oppression and will kill you. You will be hated by all of the nations for not my name's sake. Then many will stumble and will deliver up one another and will hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will lead many astray. Can I just, sorry, only because I'm reading this book right now called The Girls and it's all about cults. 
And there's like mm-hmm. one guy, it, he's kind of, it, it's like a Charles Manson type thing, but but it just, not that that's what Jesus is doing, obviously, but it just reminded me just all of these people who will go out and, you know, say that they are the second coming or whatever, or mm-hmm. get people into, I guess, impressionable young people, especially into these kind of like cult-like scenarios where they're following one person. And some of the stuff in the book kind of sounds like this, but I guess like Jesus was the real one is what they're saying. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, I listened to this podcast series that was about the, the twin flames cult, which is as far as I understand is still ongoing. Um, and yeah, run by a couple and the guy, you know, eventually hit that point that we all hit where he was like, actually, I'm the second coming of Christ. Oh boy. We and all hit that it's point? Funny. Got it. Well, if you're running a cult, I think eventually that that event horizon gets closer and closer and closer okay. that eventually yeah. you're going to come to the conclusion that you're the second coming of Christ. I've been <laughs> considering entering that phase of my life. Yeah, I was it's wondering still, when it's you still would. a choice ahead of you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's the, here's the really clever the really clever tactic that the Twin Flames guy took. Mm-hmm. So he was a white, beardy, Jesus-y looking dude. Okay. And he was saying, yeah, so you know all those paintings of Jesus where they're like, this is a white Jesus, this is weird. Like, that was me, actually. It was a foretelling that the second coming of Christ was going to look like me, like a oh, white guy. okay. Which I'm like, that's very clever. That's, clever, that's yeah. very clever. But also yeah. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay, many false prophets will arise and will lead many astray. Because iniquity will be multiplied, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end, the same will be saved. So is that like saying that anyone who believes in God, even though like bad things might be happening and the world is like literally falling apart, like he'll be saved? Yeah, pretty sure that's pretty sure that's what he's saying. Cool. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. This is like some revelation shit. This is cool. Well, so this is interesting. This yeah. whole section yeah. uh-huh. gets gets whipped oh, out a lot. Gosh, because yeah. I was raised in a particular Christian church that was very apocalyptic, and they oh. whip it out a lot. Of like, it's the end times. It's the end Wait, times. Wait, your church was apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. Is everyone's church apocalyptic or just yours? No, no. no. Particular flavors of Christianity are pretty apocalyptic. They just are like excited about the end times or something? Well, just that they think it's now. I don't I don't think Wait, they would now. say that we're excited about the end times, but I think that that's actually accurate. Yes, they're excited about <laughs> the end times. They think the end times are happening now. That's, that's the defining trait. And this has been happening for hundreds of years, right? This is not a new so, thing. So is it happening now for a hundred years? Because, I mean, look at this list of evidence that Jesus has given. Okay. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, something that pretty much always happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, something that pretty much always happens. Famines, plagues, earthquakes in various places, always happening pretty much throughout history. He's kind of a shitty prophet is what I'm getting at. No, or he's a very smart prophet Mm. in that, Ah. like, this is yeah. this, you go very broad, and people find their own meaning, right? And people find their own evidence, it's like the fake psychics, to make it work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Got well, it. It's, it's also that funny thing where, as our world has become more global, we hear about these things more than we would, because right now we learn on the news about every earthquake that happens anywhere and any war that happens anywhere. Whereas in Jesus's time, it would just be whatever's within, I guess, the Roman Empire at this time, right? Those are the yeah. ones you might hear about through messengers. Maybe you might know about something in another part of the world, but there's that complicating factor as well. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I also did want to say that uh, (laughs) that verse 7 in Tyndale is pretty great. Okay. So instead of nation, he says nacio. What? N-A-C-I-O. Nacio. What is that? (laughs) Nacio. So he says, for nacio shall rise against nacio and realmi against realmi, for there <laughs> shall be pestilency, hunger, and earthquakes in all quarters. Uh, in all quarters. I, that's what I'm going to say to you all. I'm going to be like, we just had an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Okay. 
Um, here we go. The gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. When therefore you see the abomination of desolation, that's a cool band name, the abomination <laughs> of desolation, mm-hmm. which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet. I forgot about that guy. Standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. What? I would love to let the reader understand. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand, but I'm <laughs> trying really hard to let the reader understand. I'm just reading it, bro. <sighs> then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take out things that are in his house. Let him who is in the field not return back to get his clothes. So he's naked. He's buck naked. Wow. But woe to those who are with child and to nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your flight will not be in the winter nor on a Sabbath. Uh, I'm going to finish my sentence. For then there will be great oppression such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, nor will ever be. Sorry, I was like becoming like a Catholic priest there or something. Okay. 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 Got it. Jace, do you want to finish this? Uh, yeah, sorry. I just had to look up here what the abomination of desolation is. We've run, we've run across it's that awesome phrase. Awesome is what it is. Before. It's from... It sounds like fun as heck. It's from the book of Daniel. It sounds like a fun time. The book of Daniel is the one who originally described this. And I'm trying to figure out where that was from. Like what was what was happening? How we learned about this. I think it was his visions that he was having of all these like sacrifices and rituals and stuff. Does that sound familiar at all? Was that Daniel who had those visions? Uh, are you asking me? Oh, I'm asking um, anyone here who's read like the whole Bible up to this point. Does anyone, has anyone here done that? Anyone? Well, <sighs> it all runs together sometimes, Jace. It does. I know someone had visions at some point. <laughs> I don't know who. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, anyway. some dude. That's that's what's happening here. Uh, what what verse did you end with? Right, his clothes. Uh, I think I w- ended on uh, 21. Right, yes. Okay, so verse 22, yeah. continuing on yeah. here, bringing us home. Yeah. Unless those days had been shortened, no flesh would have been saved. But for the sake of the chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Oh my goodness. No, Jesus. I'm, I'm sorry. Jesus. Jesus. You gotta, chill. Yeah, Jesus. Help us out here, my dear. Get it together. We're, we're Set us up for success. Yeah. Okay. Then, if any man tells you, behold, here is the Christ, or there, don't believe it. For there will arise false Christs and false prophets called twin flames. Just uh, sorry. What? Oh, I thought that. you that wrote that. Great, I, that would have been crazy. <laughs> Whoa. For, for there will arrive false Christs and false prophets, and they will show great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the chosen ones. Behold, I have told you beforehand. If therefore they tell you, uh, behold, he is in the wilderness, don't go out. Behold, he is in the inner chambers. Don't believe it. For as the lightning comes forth from the east and is seen even to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Isn't that a thing? Which? That I've heard in my life. Which part? Which part? Lightning from the east and seen to the west and the coming of man. Are you conf- you're sure you're not confusing it with just Gandalf being like, oh, that's cool. On the third day, look to the east. Maybe, but I don't think what he said, <laughs> and then you will see the son of God. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> right, I think, I think he's saying here that just like, if, if, if there's any doubt, don't believe it. Like, it's going to be okay. so obvious, like lightning, right? Like, if they're okay. like, oh, it's in here, it'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> for oh, for wherever the carcass is, there will the vultures or eagles be gathered together. <laughs> I guess the translation was or ambiguous, <laughs> as in little okay. brackets or eagles. Yeah, could could be those two. Weird. But immediately after the oppression of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, 
the stars will fall from the sky. What? And the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Wait. And all the tribes of the earth. I, I, I don't know. The sign of the Son of Man? Like the bat signal? Maybe it's like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, signal. like a bat signal or like, uh-huh. I don't know, the Triforce or something cool. Mm-hmm. So, so then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what else, what else okay. is going to happen? <laughs> he will send out his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather oh, together. <laughs> they will gather together his chosen ones from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. Now, from the fig tree, learn this parable. Oh, the, I think from Too the fig tree, soon. the parable we learn is Too don't soon. piss off Jesus. Yeah. When Wait, it's, did, the, did that fig tree thing from... Hamilton already happened. Uh, the vine and fig tree, yeah, it has happened multiple times now. Okay. That was all old yeah, Testament every time. times. The okay. vine and fig tree. Cool. We were talking about, do you remember the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree when it didn't give him fruit? Yeah. Didn't he kill it yeah. or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he like made it wither or cursed it to never produce fruit again. Yeah, because Dick. it didn't have fruit for him. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe it was like having an off day. Well, now it's having an off life. <laughs> Now from the fig tree. Okay. (laughs) Now from the fig tree, learn this parable. When its branch has now become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that the summer is near. Hmm. Even so, you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Hmm. Most assuredly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things are accomplished. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. I'm sorry, who else is going to do like the passing on of your words if nobody is on heaven or earth? It's a good point. Yeah, it's a good question. Thank you. No one knows of that day and hour, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. As the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days, which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. What? Yeah, this, this is some song lyrics. Was this a DC Talk song? No, it was. It's uh, gotta be 10,000 songs, right? Yes, I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Wait, also, John Duff in the chat said something about like, what is this? The I've heard people joking. It is DC Talk. Argue that this means that half of the gay population will be saved. Okay. Sorry, what? Okay, cool. Exactly, half. Because it's like half of every, yeah, half of everyone. Interesting. I see. Is okay. this implying something about these two men in the field and what they're doing when one of them Maybe in the women. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is, did you watch that show? Maybe. Uh, foof. On HBO. It was like the 100. The Departed? The, the, the Departed, I think. The 100 is what you're thinking of. No, not the 100. No, the, different show. Oh, the, the Leftovers. The Leftovers, thank you. That's the one. I did not, but but wait, okay. Wait, isn't it like 2% of the population goes up to heaven and leaves forever and then everyone else gets left behind? Uh, we may get a percentage later, but right now it seems 50-50, which is much better odds than usually people say. <laughs> So it's unclear if this is just 50-50 or more that it's just going to happen so suddenly. Do you want to go and not get left behind? That's the idea. Okay. At least the way I was taught. You want to be the ones that disappear because it's going to get real shitty down here. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> by the way, by I was the way, like, uh-huh. <laughs> that, okay. uh, that Left Behind series was not what I expected it to be when I watched it. That was one of my like early pandemic watches. I binged 
the like Are you three seasons about of that show. The leftovers no, or the, the leftovers. Behind? I'm so sorry. Oh my the God. leftovers. Dedegar, Dedegar, can you There's believe a, the okay. Jace, yeah, you gotta get it. There's a series of Christian books called the Left Behind series. <laughs> yes, and yes. the leftovers looked very similar to that. And it uses a lot of that same kind of idea of everyone just kind of disappearing all of a sudden, except for a small subset of people. And kind of all these questions and religious stuff, like, did this happen? What is it? We don't know. It's one of those, it's like lost, that kind of, what's happening? Mm -hmm. We don't know. And then the reveal at the end is really disappointing. It's like that. Um, (laughs) Overall, it was an interesting show, except for the end. Okay. I guess I just described lost as well. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like we could could talk for hours about just apocalyptic mythos in the Christian church, both past and present, because... Yeah, clearly, I mean, like the Left Behind series was a series of books and then became a couple films. And it's like, clearly this captures some Christian brains very intensely, right? This idea that, Is it like a fear-based thing? Like, we don't want to be left behind? I mean, yeah, you don't want to be left behind. Mm -hmm. Because that kind of implies like you're not Christian enough or you're not right with God or whatever. I definitely would be left behind. Right. Yeah, you probably would be. I mean, would you not be? Well, I don't know because I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior back Mm. when I was a small child. But And so it depends on who you talk to. Am I good for the rest of existence or am I not good? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't been living a very Christian existence, so I I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me try to bring this home here. So do it. Okay. So yeah, one one will be taken and the other one left. Watch therefore. For you don't know in what hour your Lord comes. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what watch of the night the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, also be ready, for in an hour that you don't expect, the Son of Man will come. Well, okay, hold on. Those two statements just directly contradicted each other. Like, he makes this point that, yeah, if the guy knows when the thief is going to show up, he's going to show up at that very hour and be like, aha, thief, I caught you. You're not going to break into my house. But then he goes on to say, yeah, you should be watchful, but you're not going to know when it is. And so just don't sleep. Ever. And keep your eyes peeled <laughs> the entire time. What I always liked about this verse, because actually this was a verse I was, I was pretty into in my younger, oh. more Christian days. Okay. Uh, the reason why I was into this was because I got very annoyed with the people who predicted the end times. And I was just like, look, if you're expecting it, you're wrong. Jesus said so. It's right here. He said, like, by definition, if it's when you think it's going to be, it's not going to be that time. It's going to surprise you. So I'm like, Wait. uh-huh. He's kind of by definition said you can't predict it because it'll come at the hour you're not waiting for it. Do all of the, like, famine things happen before? Is that in Revelation? Like, uh, the the toads falling out of the sky and stuff? All the stuff that was in that one movie, Magnolia? <laughs> well, Emily, we already that already happened. That was back in Exodus. Yeah, I thought so. Oh. Remember the the frogs You're in thinking Egypt? Of the plagues. Yeah, those were the oh, plagues, yeah, the plagues in Egypt. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. was the plagues. Wait, yeah. Revelation doesn't have something cool like that? Oh, there'll be cool shit. Don't worry. Oh, plenty of cool stuff. Oh, Don't even okay, worry. Okay, good. I was like but... <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. Cool, sh- okay. cool shit's going to happen. It's, it's going to okay. be fine. It's going to be fine. Okay. okay. But that, but I, I'm only asking that because I'm like, isn't that going to signal the end times in some respect? Well, that wasn't, wasn't written by Jesus. So maybe there's some conflicting opinions about this. Okay. Some other prophet who's maybe a false prophet who shouldn't be included in the Bible, but somehow is. Got it. I mean, I, okay. it's ripe for drama, right? Okay, let me let me yeah. take it back a little bit. Therefore, also be ready for in okay. an hour that you don't expect, the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the Lord has set over his household to give them their food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord finds doing so when he comes. Most assuredly, I tell you that he will set him over all he has. But if that evil servant should say in his heart, my Lord is delayed in coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with the drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he doesn't expect it and in an hour when he doesn't know it and will cut him in pieces and appoint his portion with the hypocrites where there is weeping and grinding of teeth. 
will be. Wait. There, there, there is where, there, there is just, where. Let me, just let me do it. Sorry. <laughs> and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. There is where the weeping and grinding of teeth will be. Okay. You did it. You did it. Wow. I, Jesus is on one right now. I mean, he maybe. really is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Like, he knows that he's going to die pretty soon, but he's kind of on one, you know? On yeah yeah just just on a rant just on a just really he's going just getting a little agitated like he needs yeah, to halt yeah, yeah. is what I'm he's, thinking he's definitely mm-hmm. irritated you can see the disciples are really trying to lighten the mood you know like trying to be like let's look at this architecture uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. and it's not working and he's like ah oh, I'm gonna rant some oh, more no yeah I'm keep ranting yeah. I mean I, you know I get it I get being real frustrated sometimes when you're just like y'all you're doing st- Stupid stuff. Stop it. I get it. I can I can relate, I guess. But that yeah. is because I'm the second coming. I forgot. Um, so that makes sense that I would kind of be on that way. That you can there. relate to what Jesus is going through at this yeah. moment in time. <laughs> yes. I see that. I there see that for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well done. I can really relate, you know. Oh. Yeah. I just, this gets me thinking about about like all the apocalyptic stuff that I was raised with mm-hmm. in the Christian church. And sorry, I don't mean to make this a bummer. Maybe some people can relate to this. I know some there's some people in the chat who have deconstructed who are ex-evangelicals. But in recent years, I've been really spending a lot of time chewing on how raising a child, specifically a small child, uh, openly telling them like the world is going to end soon, how that's kind of messed up. Mm. Is and that I don't, what happened to you? Yes. Yes. Jesus. My mom, honestly, sometimes my mom will still drop the whole, like, Jesus is coming back soon. Are you, like, not not going to engage with that one? Yes, basically. Okay. Basically. Okay. And I don't know, um, maybe someday I can have this conversation with her. I don't know how my parents squared it because it's not like my parents were like, don't go to college and don't try hard because the world is going to end. Yeah, I mean, somehow you got that drive that you have. I still got that drive. Yeah. But there was still this constant foreboding like, oh, it's the end times and, you know, a lot of consumption of apocalyptic content like the Left Behind series and things like that. And I'm and like, it took me literal decades to look back and be like, yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> like, yeah, a little. Just a little weird, you know? Yeah. And then extra weird that then those same parents might turn around and say, ah, these millennials aren't investing enough in their future or buying houses or their retirement right. accounts or whatever. When you're like, dude, you told me I wouldn't need to because it's all going to end. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, well, this was fun. There's a lot to unpack there from our... Oh, relig- there's a lot. Yeah, y'all's lot. like ex-religious trauma and my just like trying to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> Um, Uh yeah and also you know Jesus is having a time two two more I know two more episodes this was supposed to be the penultimate but it was the penultimate penultimate as you said yes so then next Mm -hmm. week is the penultimate Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming he's gonna die next week we gotta get close right (laughs) we're creeping ever closer he keeps he keeps teasing it I want to. I want him to sing in Gethsemane. So that is going to happen next week. So <gasps> warm up your singing voices next week for Gethsemane. Uh, Emily will give us a rendition of that. Are you going to sing it? For <laughs> no, us? I think you should do it. I think you should do it. It's okay. great, by the way. Like okay. it. That's a great song. Whew. Oh boy! Well, speaking of great things worthy of celebration, we have a new parishioner what? that we must what? celebrate this day. What? Yes, wow. we must raise a glass, raise a toast to our newest parishioner, Sherry. Oh, another Ooh. Sherry! Uh-huh. Yeah, Sherry. That's not Emily's mom, if you can believe it. Wow! Thank I didn't know you. There were any other Sherrys in the world? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry, for supporting this podcast. Thank you for 
not being Emily's mom, for being distinct <laughs> from Emily's mom. <laughs> thank you for showing up and having a good time. We really appreciate it. And thank you for bringing up our patron count back to 69. That's the most important thing that we have yeah, to Yeah, we got to hover so. around there, okay? And yeah. If yeah, anyone yeah. leaves, somebody's going to come back Someone in. Else, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be nice at all times. Okay. <laughs> Cheers to you, Sherry. Yes, thank Alrighty. you, Sherry. Woo. Wow. Well, join us next week, everyone, because it is Gethsemane. Gethsemane? Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Gethsemane time. And thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash Drunk Bible Study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on X at Drunk Bible Study on Instagram. We're not an X. We're not an X. <laughs> oh, what are you are? talking about? Well, Twitter doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I guess anymore. we are an X. Sorry, I got it confused with threads. There's too many. Yeah, <laughs> we're not on many. threads. On Instagram at Drunk Bible Study or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Yeah.